guys, welcome back to the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. I am your beloved host, Jake, as well. I am joined with Matt. Matt, how is everything doing on this Tuesday evening? I'm alive. That's all I care about. That's that, that's real, Matt. That is some that is some yeah. real stuff right there. You're, you're you're living. You know, yeah. You know, Jake. It's been a minute since we've been here. So it's been a minute. We did. Um, we stopped uploading this consistently a long time ago, and then we did one after the Giants like blew up their whole season, and now we're here. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a yeah. second, but got some good news for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna try to ramp this up at least at least for the time being. Um, me and Matt do have busy lives, not to excuse ourselves, but you know we have stuff going on. But we're gonna we're gonna make this a priority. We're gonna try our best, and yeah. Um, Jake, Jake, how dare you make excuses? I don't make no excuses, Matt. You know that. Yeah, hard workers. Hard workers. We're very hard. Yeah, hard workers. We're extremely hard workers, and we're dedicated. We're dedicated. All right. Another sure. thing is that. Um, we're going to be incorporating a lot more baseball into our newer podcasts. I feel that is a necessary change that we need. And we're going to we're going to we're going to incorporate a lot more baseball. Today's podcast will mostly be about baseball. And the main reason for that being when when you get to this time of the year, man, like what else are you really talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I we we can't sit here and talk about basketball and football in the middle of August. Like there's nothing going on, you know? I mean, there's some training camp news. And then, like, the Knicks losing to some Pro-Am teams. But, like, other than that, like, we need to talk some baseball. Nobody cares. Exactly. So, Matt, shall I give you the honor of introducing our first topic for today? I'm I'm, I'm taking this as a privilege. You should. uh, I'm very very thankful. Indeed. Um, Yes. All right, so we're going to dive right into it. So the trade deadline... Uh, was last week. Um, a lot of things su- surprised me. Uh, one of them being the San Diego Padres, Jake. Um, not only did they go out and get probably the best, one of the youngest, greatest superstars right now, Juan Soto. They went out and got they got Josh Bell in that deal. They get star believer Josh Hader from the Brewers. And they pick up a solid designated hitter bat. Brandon Jury. And this is all without Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis is supposed to come back um I'd say the next two or three weeks. I mean he started he started doing live BP the other day. Um and that lineup is gonna be scary. The only thing I have to say though, and Jake, you might agree with me, the Dodgers are just too good. Yeah, I agree. I mean even with all the moves the Padres have done, I mean the Dodge I mean yeah, the Dodgers are just like they're a step up. They're a step above the Padres. Like even with the moves that they just made, like I mean, they. I mean, you saw it. They just got swept, right? So like, hey. I mean, that's that's rough. You you can't get away with that, you know. Like you just got new your new face of the franchise. I'm assuming in Juan Soto. Um, and then you go in, you you go and then you get swept by the Dodgers. Like I just don't like. Come playoff time, I mean, I don't expect this to be any different. Um, and it's mainly the pitching. I mean, the pitching difference between the Dodgers and the Padres, are, it's just night and day. You know, Dodgers got so many guys in that rotation, in that bullpen, and the Padres just can't. They just can't keep up. 
So, I mean, even with these moves, you, you got to sit there as a Padres fan and be like, man, like, even like through the next five years, I mean, we're going to get, I mean, how much better are the Padres going to get? And you, you can only assume the Dodgers are going to get better from here too because it just seems like every single year, even since they won the World Series, I mean, roster move after hey, roster well, move, like, they're stacked. Well, and the Padres are, they're just not there yet. I mean, you talk about you talk about the pitching differences. I mean, the Dodgers, they have the main guys you always hear about, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Walker Buehler, Luis Urias. Uh, but then they, they they went out and got Tyler Anderson, who has been absolutely insane. He's like 13-1. and one. Um, The resurgence of Tony Gonsolin, uh, I don't even know where that came out of. He, he was like a bullpen piece. He was like their top bullpen piece for the past couple of years. And he's become to be a great starter. I mean, the Padres, yeah, they got Joe Musgrove. They just locked him up for a couple years. Um, who else they got? Aging Yu Darvish, uh, Blake Snell. I mean, there's not. It's not. It's not that the rotation isn't good. It's just the Dodgers are better. They've been able to develop these guys. Like I, I don't even know. I, I didn't even know who Tyler Anderson was. And I see that he's like twelve and zero. I'm, I don't even know. This is just Dodgers. This is Dodgers mania. I mean, they've taken over baseball. Yeah, and then it, another thing I want to touch on is I, I I think the Nationals on their part with this Juan Soto deal, like they did not get. I, I feel I felt like they could have got a better return from a team like the Dodgers. Or, totally. I mean, they got a they got a bunch of pro. I mean, they got a, they got great prospects. C.J. Abrams is a great prospect. They got a bunch of great prospects. Yeah, but I, I just don't think. Boy. If C.J. Abrams yeah, and Mackenzie no. Gore are the centerpiece of a trade, I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be for Juan Soto. I feel like that it, would it would be for a player of a less of a lesser caliber. I mean, I think the Yankees could have gave a better deal. I think the Mets could have gave a better deal. I think the Dodgers could have gave they, a better deal. They, they, I think the Mariners could have given a better deal. The Mariners had a pretty good trade package before they traded for Castillo, but I mean, it's like damn, like I I. I didn't think it was going to the Padres because I just didn't think that their offer could match up with the teams that I just said. But I mean, I guess I guess those other teams are hesitant to give up the big pieces. But then I want to say why, right? Because Soto's he's going to be the man. He is the man, and you got to assume for at least the next ten years he's going to be that guy. And I, I find it. I mean, the, for the Padres, I mean, it seems like. With their package, like it, it seems like they're the only team that really went all in for Soto, and I and I feel like yeah. and I feel like for a team like the Yankees, Dodgers, or Mets, for example, just to name a few, I feel like it's kind of pathetic not to sell the farm for Juan Soto because you want to contend now, and then he'll ensure that you'll at least be somewhat relevant in the future as well. And then also like money, if we talk money wise, I mean the the, the Padres are paying. God knows how much money to Tatis. They're paying God knows how much money to Manny Machado, who's been a stud. And I mean, you have you have Soto for two or like two and a half more years of Soto. So I mean, they don't even have to pay him if they don't want to. I'm assuming I mean, he could just walk. I'm assuming they're gonna lock up Soto. No way, like no way they I mean, traded these the, prospects just to get two years whole, of Soto. The whole payroll, the whole payroll thing. I don't even understand it anymore. Like, don't even ask me a question about it. I can't even tell you. Um, so I don't even know how much they would pay him. Um, it, the bottom line is, pay him or not, you still have him for two and a half years. You can you can just w- let him go. I mean, 
I'm not saying they're going to win a World Series in that time, but clearly that's what they want to do. Uh, I'm assuming. Um, right. I'm assuming the Padres would lock him up, though. If they if they were to trade all, yeah. all these assets, no way they don't give him a long term extension, and no way they would have yeah. traded him before you know maybe consulting with Soto himself in talks of a longer term contract. I don't think that the Padres would have done that deal without that insurance. But no deal's been set yet, so I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. Got it. Mentioned. Uh, we're gonna move on. You mentioned uh, Luis Castillo, and as as Yankees fans, we are really upset um, that we had to go for the next guy. Uh, but Luis Castillo ended up with uh, the Seattle Mariners, who is actually we're actually the Yankees are actually facing him tonight for the second time. The first time it was Luis Castillo versus Garrett Cole, and Castillo locked the Yankees down, and Garrett Cole gave up six runs in the first inning. I really hope that doesn't happen tonight. Um. Luis Castillo, prime talent. Everyone was saying when the Yankees played the Reds earlier in the year that we shouldn't have left. They shouldn't have let him go up back on the plane. That he should have just been traded right then and there. Um, I do agree with that statement. Clearly, Brian Cashman had other ideas. Uh, we end up with Frankie Montas. I wouldn't say that's the consolation prize. Uh, Frankie Montas is not someone to just die away and just say, "Oh, well, we couldn't get Castillo, so we have to get this guy." Montas is a great guy. Don't. Here's what I, here's what I think. You can't look at his. You can't. I, I hate when everyone's like, "Oh, look at this pitcher's record. It's so good." Um, you can't do that. Like, Montas played for the Athletics. Athletics blew up every. They have nothing. The record coming over to the Yankees, I believe, was four and nine. That's just because his team is bad. Everyone's like, "Oh, his record's bad. He's a bad pitcher." No. His ERA was less than 3.2. That's right in the middle of this Yankee staff. Like, he's a good pitcher. Um, definitely not first start. The first start, definitely not what we expected. Uh, that's also not, it's partially not his fault. We just couldn't keep in pace with the Cardinals, who put up 12 runs that game. Um, I don't know. Jake, you got thoughts on Montas and Castillo? Uh, first Castillo, um, I'm not too upset that we didn't get Luis Castillo, and the main reason why is because it seems like the Mariners were a lot more aggressive, uh, in acquiring Castillo. I mean, they gave up their number one prospect in Novelli Marte. If we gave up our number one prospect, uh, that either being Peraza or Dominguez, if we gave one of those guys up for Castillo, I would have been extremely upset. So, considering the fact that the Mariners were actually willing to go all in and getting that top-end rotation guy for their number one prospect. I mean, you know what? Respect for them. They can have Castillo. I, I'm not trying to give up Dominguez or Peraza for Luis Castillo. To me, that doesn't really seem worth it. So I'm not really too upset about the Yankees not acquiring Castillo. But in terms of Montas, I mean, I think Montas is a fine pit. He'll fit, he'll fit in with the Yankees rotation. I don't think he really, like, I don't really think he, like, makes it a ton better. But he'll do his job, he'll fill in, he can start some playoff games, and I think he'll do fairly well. Hopefully the, the road bumps of adjusting to New York aren't as bad as some prior Yankees over the past few seasons, but um, you can only assume that he'll help the Yankees rather than hurt them. So uh, I think Frankie Montas, um, is a, is a, it was a good move. I really liked how we got you know Montas, Benintendi, as well as a few other guys, without really, like... I was going to mention you know, that the with, prospect push yeah, wasn't with, that high. Yeah, we really didn't give up, like, many top prospects. We, we gave up a few solid guys, but, like, 
at the end of the day, we're not really hurting the farm system for the guys we got. And I feel like we made some key, some pretty key additions, so I, I can't really be mad about yeah. the, the Montas or the Benintendi yeah. trades. But, you know, I think the Yankees did good, and I think Montas will be good. I mean, we also, everyone, no one's really talking about it because he's hurt, but we also picked up Harrison Bader from the Cardinals. Um, he's going to, I don't even know where he's going to fit, but he's probably one of the best defensive players in the league um, when he's healthy. Uh, obviously we gave up, uh, Jordan Montgomery, who I don't, I really had a meh feeling about him. I don't even really want to talk about him because it's not even relevant anymore, but, um, Harrison Bader is a great defensive guy uh, that we got from the Cardinals and we, we didn't even give that much. Like we were just saying, we, they didn't give up a lot. Um, and that's really what it was about. We got a solid, we got a solid couple of relievers. That guy from the Cubs, uh, Scott F. Ross, I think the highest, you know, the, the highest prospect we gave up was like a number eight or seven. Um, so they didn't even touch the bulk of our farm system, which is great. Um, I mean, the other names that hop out, Trey Mancini has been lighting it up in Houston. And I hate to say that because as a baseball fan, you can't not hate Trey Mancini. And the fact that he's just going to the ad shows just kills everything. Still a great guy. The story that he has is amazing. Um, now he's just playing with the devil, and I, I don't really like it. Um, Jay, do you have thoughts? I don't think you need. You don't have to yeah, have thoughts, the, but the Astros will probably end up taking care of the Yankees if they meet them in the playoffs very easily. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm I'm truly terrified of the Astros because they've had so many great teams over the past half decade, but this team you can argue is the most complete out of all of them, right? They don't have a single hole on their team. They have a great bullpen. They have a great rotation. And that lineup gives any any team nightmares, right? So you, as a Yankee fan, you really just can't, you can't look at the Astros and be confident at all. I mean, all the Astros hitters have success off the Yankees. Uh, it seems as though when we go to Houston, we can't grab a game. Um, and I'm I'm truly terrified. And, you know, Mancini just, like, I mean, he's obviously not the best hitter in Houston, but he is such a good complimentary piece, and I feel like since he's killing it so much already, I can only really imagine the headaches he's going to give everyone in the AL come playoff time, right? So, I mean, I'm just, uh, as a Yankee fan, I'm, I'm yeah. horrified. Horrified. You, you, talk, you talked about the Astros pitching. They actually, tra- I mean, they traded away Dr- uh, Jake Odorizzi, who... He hasn't had the greatest of seasons uh, this this year, uh, but they got a really good piece back. Will Smith from the Braves in the bullpen, so they really did bulk up their bullpen, which had a couple had a couple uh, empty spots. Um, but yeah, no, that team is really scary, and it's it, it's 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 weird to say that Justin Verlander is still a top pitcher and he's like thirty thousand years old. I don't even understand it anymore. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I don't even I mean, get it. Um, other name. Yeah, go ahead. Him and Garcia and all the other guys, it's like, it's so complete. Jordan Alvarez is a monster. He's he's easily the best hitter they got. And, you know, Bregman, Altuve are still key contributors. Kyle Tucker is good. Uh, it's just it's just such a complete team, and I, I, I'm, I'm scared because the Yankees are too inconsistent to play them, and they've never really found success against them this year or in years before, obviously. So... I mean, as, as confident as I was earlier this season that the, this Yankees team was ready for the playoffs, I, I, I can't even, I, I I can't say that we're ready for Houston or even a team like a, the Blue Jays at this point due to their slump. Jake, do, 
Jake, do I even bring up the Mets right now? Like, uh, they're the ex- I mean, they're the exact same thing. Like, they're so like. The Mets are the Mets are a great team. I think as of as of uh, as of August ninth, uh, in twenty twenty two, I think the Mets are a better team than the Yankees. Um. Yeah, everyone came in. Everyone came into the year like, oh, the Mets are going to met again, including our, including you, uh, you and I. Um, I, and look, I, I it, have more faith than the Mets I, this it, year. I'm not. No, yeah, look, we're not ashamed to say they're 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 a very good team. No, I like the Mets. Not, uh, a, that's a big misunderstanding. I I really I I do enjoy the Mets. I've had lots of family members who are Mets fans. I enjoy watching the Mets. I've been to Mets games. I enjoy the Mets. I I like to see them win. So nothing bad to like say. Watch. I like I like watching them play. Yeah. It's it's not like oh it's not like oh the Yankees aren't on I'm gonna turn on the Mets game but if if they're yeah. on they're on I'll watch oh, like, yeah. the Mets look, look Vogelback look, has Mets. been Vogelback has been such an X factor and that's such a weird thing that's to say. What I was about to say He's Daniel been... Vogelback who probably eats more cheeseburgers than Pete Alonso. That's messed up. <laughs> no whatever. <laughs> he, he it, it doesn't matter. He rakes. The guy runs like. I bet he runs like a four seven. He's fast. Oh, yeah, he's he, insane. He's racing down those bases. It's he can really funny. Move. No, but the, he can the, move. Yeah, man. I mean, the Grom looks. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. The velocity is just insane, locking down hitters left and right. The one-two the punch. Rotation. The one-two punch of Degrom and Scherzer. I mean, that 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 they they can handle the Dodgers. I feel like out of everybody in the NL. They have the best chance of beating the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers should be the favorite still, just because of how complete they are. Obviously, we could we could talk about the Dodgers all day, but yeah, if there was one team Even, who I think could 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 compete just because of their pitching alone, I just think the Mets have it. You know, in Taiwan, I mean, even Taiwan Walker. I mean, his last start when he gave up eight runs in like two innings, um, he's been pretty lights out. I mean, he's always been lights out. He light he lit out the Yankees. Um, turn their lights off. Um, you know their t- their their rotation is insane. I mean, Chris Bassett. Um, they're gonna get uh they're gonna get Taylor they're gonna get Tyler McGill back, but apparently he's gonna just be a bullpen guy. McGill was a great starter. Um, so that's that's pretty insane. And then of course they probably have the best reliever in the game, Edwin Diaz. Every time I I cannot help but dance to that trumpet song. I I, I don't know. I can't help it. Um. But no, he's a great he's a great pitcher. I don't even understand it. They they could be on top, and I'm not ashamed to say it either. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean the Yankees, we we, we could say whatever we want about the Yankees. I mean they just came off a, a five game losing streak, and then they won last night, August eighth. Um, it's about time. Uh, but they're in a good spot. I, I feel they're in a good spot to take the first or second seed. Absolutely uh, not. Only God. We are not in a good spot to take that first seed. I heavily disagree, Matt. Oh, oh, um, not the first. I, I said or. Okay, come <laughs> on. Um, like, there's a lot to be said um, about this team. There, there have been there have been a lot of ups. There have been a couple. There have been some many downs here. Um, we just the Yankees just took a big blow yesterday. They lost Matt Carpenter probably till late September. He fractured his foot after fouling off pitch. Of his back foot, which doesn't, which usually you don't have a part on that foot, so that was kind of a uh, not a good moment there. Um, but the depth that uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson is finally starting to break out. Last night it was four for five. He was the triple shy of the cycle. I mean, five 
finally starting to hit the ball. Benintendi came over. He was like 0 for 25, and he's starting to hit the ball. Yeah, uh, Glaber Torres. Other than Stanton, who I can hope I can only hope comes back better than ever, and Anthony Rizzo, who's just had back problems. Um, that's just I don't know. That's just his thing. I don't know. I think he's still. I think he's dealt with that before. Uh, this team is very strong. Aaron Judge is definitely top MVP candidate. Uh, if they if the MLB picks Shohei Otani, I don't even know uh, what to say about that. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a well built team. I just don't know how far they're going to go in the postseason. I mean, they haven't made the World Series in 13, 14 seasons. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute, Jake. Um, I want to go back to the Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery deal straight up. The I was never a big Jordan Montgomery fan. I didn't think he was all. I don't. I I thought he was like an average to slightly above average pitcher. But I mean, the more and more time goes on, the more and more I don't like the trade. And the reason for that being is that I'm really just thinking about where Bader fits. And I'm just thinking, like, did we really need defense that much? Like, he's not that great of a hitter. He's a pretty average hitter, right? Average power, average contact. It's just, like, I, I feel as if that uh, we misidentified a need for for Bader. And I, I felt like we should have kept Jordan Montgomery. Because now we have to, we have to incorporate uh, Domingo Herman. Uh, as a full-time starter, and I really don't think that that's really going to work out. I don't really know when Severino gets back, and then once he does, I really don't think we need Herman as a full-time starter. But I feel like the, going through the rest of the season with Domingo Herman in the rotation, I mean, he's looked pretty abysmal. I mean, flashes of... I mean, he's shown flashes, but generally it's it's not been great. And I feel like that instability in the in the fifth starter spot is really going to cost the Yankees some wins. So, especially because Bader is currently on the IL, um, I don't know when he's going to come back. Um, and more importantly, I don't really think we needed him all that much anyway. I don't really think that defense was our biggest need. So then you you, you have to assume that in the playoffs, it's going to be Benintendi, Bader, Judge, with Stanton as the DH and Hicks out of the lineup. Um, although I like that, I like Bader more than Hicks, I just don't feel like it's that big of an upgrade to lose Montgomery for you know what I'm trying to say yeah I, I kind of get it I mean this it's poor management really I mean including talk about poor management not to not to change the topic slightly but in order for the Yankees to get uh Montas on the roster they had to put the only guy left with an option on his contract was Ron Ma, Ron Marinaccio who was probably at the time one of our best relievers other than Clay Holmes who we don't even have to but he was he's in he's in great shape too, uh, but Ron Marinaccio was probably our best reliever at the time, and we had to send him down because it's just poor management. We sending guys down that we don't even need. Um, now we don't even have him on the roster, and I would want him on the roster. I mean, if he comes back, we're probably gonna have to DFA somebody. Like, there's just so many things that the Yankees management has done, including the Bader move. Um, as yeah, like you said, as much as I want. Much as I would like Bader in the outfield, I don't know how much of an upgrade at the plate he is. You could say he is right now because Hicks was just in a slump, but he's this is slowly trying to get out of that slump. And whenever Hicks is out of a slump, he's hard to stop. Um, but it's, there's a lot of questions surrounding that team. Um, I don't know. I mean, are we are we good? I mean, I think the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees can make the playoffs. It's not really a like a thing to worry about but um 
the, the look, more and more look, time that, goes that on. Ser- the series against the Astros, we we won the two games, right? We won the two games, we, but we had to come back in like the seventh or eighth inning. Don't get me wrong; those were amazing games. The like we, they shut us down for a majority of the game, and then we went when we go to Houston. We didn't even we didn't get one game. Lost all three games. I know they were separated because of the 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 lockout thing. Um, so that one game and then the two game set, we lost all of them. I, they uh, scare me. They uh, they they really scare me. Yeah, I think that the I think that the Yankees have problems, and it's been you know heavily documented throughout the past like forty games or so, and we've really been hovering over the five hundred mark, but. I mean, you can only hope that there's a September streak and then you come ready for the playoffs. And it will also be good that we'll probably end up with the one or the two seed, probably the two seed. And that will give us the first round by in the playoffs because nobody from the AL Central is catching us. So I think we'll be good there. Yeah, no, I think as long as we can, if we can make any sort of a run, um, I just really hope it ends with number twenty-eight. That's all I really care about, and that's all any Yankee fan cares about. That's true. And everyone's everyone, yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, look, we got twenty-seven rings, twenty-seven rings." Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All the all the rings yeah, were won. At the end of the before... day, we don't have twenty-eight rings. That's the problem. Right. At, right? At, at the end of the day, we don't we don't have twenty-eight rings, and the remaining like the like twenty-four of the rings were won in like the fifties. That's true. The sixties. That is true. Like prehistoric times we, to me. Yeah, Jake and I were Jake and I were probably in preschool or in kindergarten when the Yankees won their last World, uh, World Series. So something like um, that, yeah. So, so something like that. I don't even know. Anyway, that's like at the end of the day, we all we want that all we want is all they want is the trophy, and that's all we want as Yankee fans. Um Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it. All right, are we gonna move? On? All right, let's move on. Um, we we didn't really have much on the docket today. This was just ramping it up. Um, but the one other thing we wanted to uh, get to today was some football, uh, more specifically the New York Giants. And as Jake, you mentioned at the top of the podcast, we did a whole we had a whole rant our last episode, which was a while ago. Um, but since then, David Gettleman retired, and we fu- we hired Brian Dable. Former Bills offensive coordinator who worked with Josh Allen, and we hired the Bills GM, Oshin. They actually had a very successful draft, right, Jake? I'd say so. I really like the right, Giants so- draft. Yeah, so now that I'm looking at it, our last podcast was January 4th of this year. That's, that's a long time ago. So, yeah, a lot has happened since. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really, yeah, I really like the Dable hire. I think that's a, I think that's a solid hire. I think, um, the, the stuff he did do with Josh Allen is very impressive and, you know, he's a similar, uh, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is Josh Allen, but I mean, at least physically he has the same, he has the same tools. He's, you know, big, strong, fast, tall quarterback. Um, so if, if Dable can make Daniel Jones like 70% of Josh Allen, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean... To me, right? So, I I like Dable, and I, I really love Joe Shane. I love what they did with the draft. Um, I can go on for hours on how much I love Thibodeau. Um, but like, yeah, I think I think they did a pretty solid job, and I, I think the Giants at least they're they're heading in the right direction. I don't think anything too special is going to happen this season, of course. But uh, right. 
the, the three-year outlook for us over the next three years, I think it, it should be generally positive, and I, I really haven't been able to say that in a long time, so it's good. I mean, we talk about every year how Giants have the pieces, they can do something. J- Daniel Jones has shown glimpses of what he could be, and I hope Brian Dable finds it because it, when when Daniel Jones... I mean, I hope Daniel Jones throws through his receivers the way they threw to him that, that one ball and he actually caught that pass. And I really hope that uh, Brian Dable finds something in him because he actually has the pieces now. Evan Neal is probably going to be a stud. The one thing that I cannot stress is the defensive pieces. We have a lockdown defense. We lost a bunch of people. We lost Bradbury. We lost Jabril Peppers. Don't get me wrong, Xavier McKinney's he's going to be a stud. I just really hope that secondary can just clamp up. Um, but uh, one of our, one of the, uh, I forget his name, one of the guys we signed over the offseason, the, uh, the offensive tackle, I believe he had a very rough injury in training camp, and he might be done for career, they said. Um, something like that, that yeah. Mike, yeah, Mark Gano, or Mike Gano or something like that, some guy. Yeah. From the Falcons, um, but yeah, no, I I think we did sign uh we did sign Mark Lewinsky, um, so the the we're trying to build up that O line. I really I really like it. Uh, the receiving core, never it's never been, I mean it, it's it's meh. We just gotta see if Kenny Galladay can have a resurgence year, um, and actually have more touchdowns than Andrew Thomas, um, and I mean. Hopefully Saquon can actually stay on the field. I mean, if if that if that all if all those pieces can come together, we might actually have a finished puzzle and might actually have a positive progressive season. Yeah, I mean, looking at this giant schedule, I mean, there's a lot of winnable games. I mean, obviously we play Washington twice. Um, hope hope hopefully we can way. take at least one of those, right? Uh, we play you know we play the Texans, we play the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Bears. I mean, we play the Lions at some point too. I think. I mean. I don't think those are all like guaranteed wins, but I mean, you gotta you gotta hope that the Giants are are at least over five hundred in those games, right? So I mean, I think best case scenario this year, I think they can probably get up to seven if if everything goes well. I don't think I don't know, to say eight. I think that's a that's a stretch, but I mean, if everything goes well, I mean, seven wins probably closer to five or six would be realistic, but. Yeah, I think seven could be best case scenario for this Giants team, and that's obviously more than last year. Last year was just such a disaster. But the the floor is low. The only way you can go is up, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Even if we do suck this year, that means we can get Daniel Jones out. Uh, we can get you know a guy like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and that to me that sounds a lot better than just you know waiting to see what Daniel Jones becomes if he's not really going to become anything in the end. I would rather take a shot at one of those prospects, right? So, you know, even if we end up bottom three in the league, which I don't think is going to happen, but, you know, if if we do, I mean, we we could easily be doing it in a worse year. I feel like this coming draft class is very good to move on from your current quarterback and move on to the future. That that's yeah. the one that's the one thing that I see that's kind of it's like right in the middle for me, right? Like you want this team to be good, but if your quarterback doesn't I mean the court we didn't even give him a fifth year option. Everyone was like, why didn't they give him the fifth year option? I'm like, have you seen the guy? I, I mean this is gonna be like you want this team to progress. You want your quarterback to actually prove himself so they can give him money. 
Um, but if nothing, uh, if none of that happens, you want a good quarterback like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and those are going to be probably top five, top ten picks in the next draft. And if the Giants go seven, six, seven wins, there's a chance that doesn't happen. And in that case, you don't even—I don't even know where they would go. They'd probably go free agency or something like that. I don't even want to talk about their cap because that was even worse this season. Um, but yeah, no, I see your point. We need to, something's got to happen and, uh, we got to, I'm not saying we got to do it fast, but we, we are definitely looking at a brighter future, Jake. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really, really looking forward to the future of this pass rush. I think Thibodeau and Ojolari as a duo is going in, in the long term is definitely going to work. I, I really like the flashes that Ojolari showed last year and then Thibodeau, I mean, in my opinion, he should have went number one. I don't think he's a really, like, I feel like he's on close, he's a lot closer to, like, a Miles Garrett-level prospect than he is to, like, you know, a Trayvon Walker who actually went number one overall, right? So that's how I see him in my eyes before the draft. I'm not just saying that, obviously. Um, before the draft, I thought he should go number one. I thought a team would be foolish to pass up on him in the top five. And I am very grateful that my Giants ended up getting him, so... I say that was he, stupid. That was stupid. Why? Why he fell? Everyone was like, "Oh, he's got like attitude issues or whatever." I remember when oh. we drafted him. I feel like the next two days, he's at the Yankee game throwing out the first pitch. Yeah, right. And when was like? Oh, I, I wonder why we have to go back to a to an edge rusher prospect who had character concerns. Oh, last year, Micah Parsons was well. How did that turn out? Right. I feel like these quote unquote yeah. character concerns aren't much of you know concerns in the end, right? Like I feel like you know. Especially to the to the degrees in which he, I mean, he just said like a stupid thing about like Nick Saban, and like that's what people were all like mad about. But like, are are we really gonna let his draft stock fall because of that? No, right. So, in my opinion, I just I'm looking forward to the pass rush secondary. I don't really want to think about right now, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see with the Giants. I think I think it's gonna be better than last year because last year was truly rock bottom. I don't think the average NFL fan like really could understand how bad the Giants offense was after Daniel Jones went down and Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm took over. It was like, oh, it's literally the most repulsive thing ever. Cause you have a college level offense going at uh, NFL defenses and it, it, it's exactly what you think is going to happen. Right. It, it, I mean, what like the, we had like negative passing yards against like the bears like how, like, how does that happen? Right? I, I, I don't I don't expect... As long as everyone stays healthy, obviously, I don't expect the Giants to really be that bad. I, I'm hoping Daniel Jones stays healthy is what I'm really trying to get at here. But, I mean, I don't think people really understand how bad it was last year. Right? So... Oh God, I mean, I'm just glad we have red zone, Jake. I mean, <laughs> it, it's brutal, right? I think... I, but the thing is, though, we actually got Tyrod Taylor, which is another good thing. Right, and I'm saying, like... If Daniel Jones not, yeah, goes no. down, like, Tyron Taylor, he'll, he's not great, but he'll be able to hold down the fort a little bit. He's not, he's not, think, a, he's not a 6'6 guy with, like, a long giraffe neck. Yeah. Like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think the gap between Daniel Jones and Tyron Taylor is, like, very big at all. So I feel like if Daniel Jones goes down, I don't think it's the end of the world, right? But. People forget that Tyrod Taylor, in like his rookie year or like his second year, he made the Pro Bowl. Like he was actually a pretty good quarterback. I honestly did forget about that. I mean, last year he was solid on the Texans until he got hurt. 
the year before, the year yeah, before I mean, that, he had like some like insane like weird injury on the Chargers, and then this kid named Herbert came in, and now you know. Yeah, no, you really, think about really that. Good. You know, you think about that now. You think about that now. Like Chargers' initial plan was not to start Justin Herbert the first couple weeks of the season. That's true. Like, and then they almost. Like, I mean, and look what ha- look what ends up happening. Like now he's a stud. Yeah, he's I mean, a stud. Tyra, Tyra Taylor is nothing to nothing to laugh at. So he's a pretty yeah. solid backup quarterback. But yeah, Giants six seven wins is what I'm hoping for. With them, I don't. I don't think it's realistic to think anything more than that. But that's what that's that's what I'm hoping for. It's what I'm crossing my fingers for. And I just want to see improvement out of Daniel Jones. And if we don't see it, then that's it. Get rid of them, right? So. Right. Yeah. That's. Those are my thoughts on the New York Giants. Matt, anything right. else to add? I mean, before before we head out, I, I just had one other thought. Was that I, this is this is like do or die, really? Like. Oh yeah. Everyone's like, you know, this is like, everyone's talking about like, oh, once Jones is gone, the the Giants are screwed. I'm like, okay, calm down. Nah. Once Jones is gone, I mean, if Jones is what Jones has been the past few years, if Jones is gone, the Giants are, I mean, that, I mean they're, they're going to be resurrected. They're going to be... I'm like, I, I was like, like, yeah, I was like, calm down. What are you t- I was, They're going to be yeah. much better. Like, what are you talking about, man? I'm hoping that he makes improvements, obviously, but like if he's the same as the past few years, getting rid of him was gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a savior thing. Like I don't, I don't understand that I, point, but I mean, exactly, whatever. Exactly. I mean, this is not gonna be a tank year, but in some people's eyes, they want it to be because they want someone like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, but. God only knows. All right. Honestly, well, I'd rather give up the chance at them to see what Daniel Jones actually has because I've wasted the I, best three years of my life watching this guy, Daniel Jones, and I finally want to see what he can do with a proper coach. So this is this is it for him. I don't know the free agents off the top of my head, but if we have to go do, get someone off the free agency market, that I mean, that's not even that big of a deal either. A, um, lot, of, a lot of people we think we should trade for Jimmy G right now, I would, which is an interesting I would agree one. with that. But I would love. We'll I would love that. Yeah, I think Jimmy G's pretty good. He's obviously better than Daniel Jones right now. Look, so. and Kyle Shanahan said that's Trey Lance's team now. So I don't know what they're waiting for. The only problem with Jimmy G is he's got a fat contract and no one wants to pay it. Yeah, and that, that, that's a big deal. So that's the big. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, I would love. I would love that. Everyone was saying, "Look, Jimmy G should come to New York. He actually really fits." And look, he, he led the he led the Niners to the NFC Championship game, and a couple of years before that, he led them to the Super Bowl. Um, he's got some experience. That's all I have to say. All right. I mean, that's all we have for today. There's going to be more of these. As we've said, we're, we're going to, um, we're, we're going to start and Yeah, we're going to try to upload. I mean, usually we had like, uh, we had like a schedule for this, but like, we're going to kind of go as, as we need. If, if anything comes up, like some breaking news and we get a few reports, we can jumble them up into one episode. I mean, no set time. It's gonna be very go with the flow, very free, right. and I think we that's have, for the better. So we could have we could have some we could have some uh, special guests and stuff. We could we um, could do that know. as well. I could pull some sh- I could pull some strings. Yes, we know, um, we know yeah. very high level people now. We're just playing. So okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, okay. um, yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, this edition of the podcast, and we will see you soon. See ya.